China's on the final lap of its leadership transition. The new government officially takes power during the annual legislative session that started today. Outgoing Premier Wen Jiabao used his State of the Nation address to talk about the successes and the shortcomings of his government's decade in power. The world's Mary Kay Magstad reports from Beijing. Ask Chinese citizens in the hinterland what's on their minds as their leaders gather in Beijing, and you might get answers like this. I feel in China now the gap between the rich and the poor are very wide, and the poor people can never catch up with the rich people. That's Ms. Yao, a young aspiring businesswoman in a flouncy peach miniskirt. Then there's construction worker Wang Linjin. He says he wishes his salary were higher because he's barely making it on what he earns. And then Ms. Liu, a 63-year-old retired receptionist, says pensions need to be higher because the cost of living has gone up so much and all but basic health care is out of reach. All this in a country that still calls itself communist and pledges every year around this time to put the people first. Over the past decade, China's economy has roared ahead. Still, departing Premier Wen Jiabao in his final report to the National People's Congress today listed not just his government's achievements, but also the ways in which it has fallen short. The development gap between urban and rural areas and between regions is large, and so are income disparities between individuals. Social problems have increased markedly, and many problems in the area of education, employment, social security, medical care, housing, the environment, food and drug safety, workplace safety, and public order affect people's vital interests. The growth in income disparity wasn't really expected a decade ago, when Premier Wen and President Hu Jintao came to power. Back then, there were hopeful murmurs that they'd help the little guy and be political reformers to boot. They did drop the agricultural tax and offer rural kids compulsory education for free. And early in their tenure, they handled the SARS crisis with refreshing transparency, after covering it up for a few months. But then the lid came down again on critical voices. Nobel Prize winner Liu Xiaobo was locked up for advocating a multi-party democracy. And former newspaper editor Li Datong lost his job because of sharp-edged reporting. Li scoffs at current pledges to crack down on corruption. He says it can't be done without a free press and other checks on power. Li says even the best surgeon can't operate on himself. You can't fly in the air by pulling your own hair to raise you up. Without external checks and balances, how much can you really do to fight corruption? Corruption will just get worse. But that's now a problem for the new government. As for the outgoing leaders, they turned out not to be reformers after all. But they do leave an unexpected legacy. They've transformed China from largely a bystander in international affairs to a player, and a rather muscular one at that, pushing its territorial claims in disputed waters and developing its military. Here's Premier Wen on that today. We should accelerate modernization of national defense and the armed forces so as to strengthen China's defense and military capabilities. We should resolutely uphold China's sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity, and ensure its peaceful development. 
peaceful development is what China's new leaders say they want too. And with growing social tensions, rising expectations, and a tangle of policy contradictions to work through, they'll have their hands full upon taking office. New leader Xi Jinping is saying he wants to rejuvenate China. Whether history will judge a decade from now that that's what he did is still anyone's guess. For the world, I'm Mary Kay Magstad in Beijing.